Hi everyone, Sanibona Mulweni. A hearty welcome to another episode of the series From Our Heart to Yours. I am your host, Nokanyo Lulundlovo. Last week, we spoke about the last stage of committed romantic relationships, which is the conscious love relationship stage. And we said this is about being present, intentional and open, curious, empathic, attuned and connected. And this equals mature love. Now, we said this stage is not driven by unconscious processes, but by intentional stretching to embrace and even celebrate each other's differences. Furthermore, we declare that the work of healing of childhood wounds and restoration of wholeness, the work of rediscovery of lost parts of your own self, the work of moving back into your own true self, and also rediscovering the beauty that is hidden beneath your partner's defense mechanisms becomes a reality in this conscious love relationship stage. And this is what leads to a deeper sense of joy, a sense of accomplishment, of fulfillment, of contentment. We said to restore balance and wholeness, we must consciously cooperate with the purpose of our unconscious. Now today, we are kind of giving a global summary of what we have spoken about in the previous episodes, because we are now transitioning into a different kind of work. We're not going to get into the realm of practice, resources, skills, a more practical, hands-on tell me what to do kind of work. And we're going to kick started with something very, very exciting. Remember last week we said we're going to have an announcement. So we're going to have a free virtual session that is going to incorporate a live interview with a couple that has benefited from couples therapy using the Imago therapy way. Now they're going to share their experiences and they're, going to, they're also going to share hopefully about whatever transformation they can see now in their relationship. Now this will be in two weeks from now on the 2nd of April. And next week, we are going to upload an episode that is going to specifically give information about this session, what content we are going to cover, how to register, and any other important information that relates to this. Now, I'm sure by now you know which key concepts are part of our engagement. We speak safety, connection, wholeness, recovery, growth, healing. And we keep mentioning these things because we believe that if you can embrace the higher and noble purpose of your union, you will begin to reimage yourself and your partner, and you look at the relationship from a different perspective. It's almost like putting on a new pair of eyes, you know, or a new pair of sunglasses. We really want you to see things a bit differently, so that it can begin to be business unusual in your relationship, particularly if the usual has not been working that much for you. In Imago therapy, we believe that the key to transformation work in the relationship is safety. When your partner doesn't feel safe, they put up their defenses. And when this happens, you may think you have been living with your partner. Can't you? No, no, no. You've actually been living with their defenses. So if you can help your partner feel safe, they will soon drop their defenses to come out and play. Now, Herstex Sullivan, who is a psychiatrist who wrote uh, the interpersonal theory, he wrote uh, in the 50s, he once said, it does not matter so much what happens inside an individual. What happens the most is what happens between them. This is why we keep emphasizing the fact that creation of safe is very significant because healing happens only in a safe environment. Without safety, we believe that healing will not happen. Now, messages of safety then include, it's okay for you to be, you know, we acknowledge your existence. It's okay for you to be you. You know, you've got a unique identity. You are an individual on your own. It's okay for you to explore and experience the world your way because we now are cognizant of the fact that you are an other person. 
our desire as human beings is not just for food and for shelter, is to be seen and heard, is to feel understood. You know, we want to know that we matter, that we are valued and valuable. And nowhere can this be displayed than in that very significant relationship with this person you are intimate with. You know, in your face and in your eyes, your partner is looking forever for answers to the questions. Do, do I matter? You know, do you delight in me? Am I lovable? Are you glad I was born? Am I enough for you? Now, trying to control, attack, and criticize are all activities of the lizard brain, the brainstem, which has a negativity bias because its main duty is to keep somebody safe. Now, these are activities that people will engage in you know, it's not just because they are cruel, but it's because their safety is threatened. These are characteristics of the power struggle. And in the trolls of the power struggle, we said more likely than not, people get triggered. And now the partner becomes reactive and they will fight back, withdraw, suck, or begin to hurt you. Because they believe that if they can cause you enough pain, you are going to give them what they need. You are going to meet their need. Now, we also spoke about the gift of unconditional love, loving in spite of and not because of, which is agape love, the highest form of love because it is self-sacrificial. Now, the question sometimes can be, how do I hold on to myself no matter what the other person is doing or what the other person is not doing? How do I increase safety? And by safety, you have said, we mean two people are in a relationship where neither is feeling hurt or criticized or put down by the other. So how do you learn how to manage when negativity happens? You know, how to manage yourself? How to soothe yourself when negativity erupts in the relationship? Now, I want you to remember that relationships are like canoes and not cruise ships. They tip frequently, but they are easier to correct and steady again, provided you are conscious, alert, and sober, and you do have the skills to ride them and to do whatever it needs in order for them to get back again into cruise mode. Now, what is important here is that you need to choose consciousness because once you choose consciousness, then you're able to engage the curiosity gear. You're able to pause and think, what just happened here? And with wonder, you begin to reflect on what could be happening in your partner's internal world. You now move into empathy and you will respond with compassion and kindness, you know? Now, consider the following. The common way of thinking about relationships usually it goes something like this. When a relationship is in trouble, we always assume that one or both of the people need to be fixed. So they must go to a therapist, you know. Or sometimes we buy books about fixing them because we usually always believe that it is the other person who has got to change. Now, the belief that each individual in the partnership has got to get healthy in order to create a healthy relationship is what we usually believe. But in Imago, we believe differently. We believe that the relationship is a vessel where the healing occurs. That is why we believe that the relationship is where the deepest work is going to happen. We believe that if a relationship therefore is in trouble, the couple needs to focus on healing the relationship and not on themselves. In fact, Havil and Helen Hendricks, who are the proponents, who are the ones who have actually developed this theory, they assert that the best way to heal a relationship is not to repair the two people, but you need to repair the space between. Mm, the space between. So what is this space between? Now, I want you to notice the space between you and your partner. There isn't anything between me and my partner. Well, maybe there is a, I know you may be thinking. It may look like there isn't anything between the two of you, but my friend, there is. I mean, 
who of us who of us has not had an experience of walking into a room where people are probably talking about you or something they don't want you to know and as soon as you walk in you sense that there's something in the air there is an energy a, a vibe there is a vibration you can't put your finger on it but you, and you can't quantify it most of the time but you know there is something now i want you to consider the outer space you know our universe is filled with stars planets meteors and comets now what lies between all these cosmic bodies is space, lots of space, and it's not empty space either. We used to think this space was empty, but astronomers have proven that the space between the planets isn't empty at all. It is filled with gravitational pull and energy fields that actually hold the planets in their orbits. There is vibrating energy. And so it is with the space between the two of you, between you and your partner. There is this cosmic energy field that supports you both in this relationship. The two of you have created this together in the same way you create a child if you have got one. The moment you committed to each other, it was born. You can think of it as an energy field that is filling up the space between the two of you that is an entity in itself. Now, I want you to pay attention to that space, to the history that exists in that space, a history that maybe has got some difficulties and challenges. Maybe it is filled with pain and disappointment and betrayal. But it also carries all the good things that we have manifested over the years together. Their joys and celebrations, their achievements, you know. You know, there are things that you have created that actually bring so much joy in the space. You are both responsible for this tender space. It is your job to help this space, which may currently be struggling, to move into a new place. It takes a little but it also takes much to change the relational space by being aware of your impact on it. And I want you to think about this. Every word you say, the tone of your voice affects, affects the space between. The nonverbal cues such as your facial expression, maybe it's a gaze or a glare, they all contribute to this energy field. Every behavior and thought, my friend, has an enormous impact on the ease or dis-ease of this space, this sacred space. We speak about a sacred space and we mean it is absolutely holy. The between or the space between may look like ordinary air, but don't ever treat it in an ordinary way. Your relationship needs to be the most important thing in the world to you. I want you to reflect on your relational space right now. Imagine it as a soil where plants grow. If we could plant some seeds on it today, would anything grow and yield fruits? I mean, there are times when you and your partner feel accepted by each other. There's peace. The air is safe to breathe. It's filled with so much restfulness. That's like you can actually literally rest your head in it. There are times the space between is filled with love. Even without looking at each other, outside of a glance or a touch, the energy is vibrating with warmth, a sweetness, a holy aura. And interestingly, this can, this can be felt even by outsiders and, and these people who enter our space Sometimes they feel this energy of love. Mm. They just feel there's something here. There's an order. There's a fragrance here without you having done or said nothing. The space between. And then there are those times when things are strained, when the air is thick with judgment and criticism. Tension coils all around you. It's so palpable that you can almost slice it with a knife. So sour that if you are to pour milk into it, the milk would actually ferment. There are times also when the space is filled with conflict, fireworks, explosions, the glare, the looks of disgust, repulsion, a contaminated space. 
the state of the in-between will determine how safe you and your partner feel in each other's presence. And this is what determines how much healing and growth will take place. Now, if you recall, in one of our episodes, we spoke about commitment to removing all negativity. So as we transition into the next theme, we would like the two of you to commit to zero negativity. Nada, none, no negativity, no shame, no blame, no criticism in the space between. Because you know what? Criticism, shaming, blaming each other, it is like, they're like toxins. You know, they act as acid. They, they act actually as acid on the between. They corrode your connection to your partner. And I would call this the crash stage. Now imagine the stage, like the, like the space in between where there is a crash. It's like the relationship itself is contracted or overly expansive. The state between is reactive and dysregulated. It's analytic and there's overthinking. You're separated and isolated. You know, the canoe has capsized. You know, there's head, you are head, and you're subsequently also headful to your partner. You know, the couple that enjoys a more joyful relationship will abolish all forms of negativity. They will actually avoid at all costs the crash state in the in-between. This involves, therefore, getting rid of blatant forms such as anger, shame, and criticism, but also eliminating more subtle forms, you know, such as those ploys that we, we, we actually take as helpful criticism. Those episodes of inattention, condescension, the silent treatment, and then maybe sometimes just using that bored or weary tone of voice when you're talking to your partner. It includes causing all those catastrophic acts that we spoke about, like affairs, abusive behaviors and addictions, threats of suicide, threats of living, and it also includes non, also removal of those non-catastrophic acts, such as those that we use sometimes to avoid uh, intimacy. And these are the ploys that we use in order to actually draw energy away from the relationship. And these non-catastrophic exits, we said, in and of themselves, they're not really meant to, to, to actually harm the relationship. But if we are using them to avoid intimacy, if we are using work or religion or children or social media or hobbies or friends to actually pour energy into them at the expense of the relationship or are using them to avoid intimacy, then there are those exits that are going to be one day catastrophic. We want to close all of these exits. We don't want none of this vibe in the space between. Your conscious goal is to make the between space safe. This means loving and empathizing with each other through it all. Yes, through it all. During fun and exciting and happy times. You know, and also during those hard, trying and not so fun times. Never violate the space between with anything that is going to hurt your relationship. Truly think of the space between as holy ground. Now, this is the act of building real love. This is what leads to a genuine homecoming, you know, one built on a solid foundation of trust and caring. But this is a process and it is not easy. Our partner is going to trigger us in ways, my friend, that nobody else ever will. They are going to be right here in your face, you know. You'll feel yourself being challenged and being straight to the very core of your being. But if you allow the process and you do not fight, resist, or ship out, this crucible of love is bringing something that is going to be so beautiful to experience and also so beautiful to behold. You know, there's such a lack of role models when it comes to the love department. You know, our children know what hateful love looks like. They have seen it in the news and on social media platforms. They see it daily. But very few of them have actually witnessed 
What is beautiful love? What is enduring love? Many of them have never seen the magnificent spectacle of two hearts that beat as one. The kind that is like a perfume hmm, that enfolds you in its aura and wants you to follow, you know, that wants you to linger in the presence, you know, that you take with you even when you go to sleep. That is a mature love that we're talking about. A space between that is holy, sacred, and where love lives and love dwells. You know, as I was preparing this presentation, a Bible story kept jumping into my mind. Now, this story is found in the book of Luke, chapter 17, verses 11 to 19. It's about 10 men who were sick with leprosy, and then they came to Jesus for healing. Now, instead of him touching them or speaking words to heal them instantly, verse 14 records that Jesus instructed them to go show themselves to the priests. And so it was that as they went, they were cleansed. Yes? As they went... They were cleansed. You know, on this journey to going to show themselves, healing was taking place. Similarly, the more time your partner spends in the ship with you, when the space between is safe, the more they are getting impacted positively. And this is when real healing will take place. Now, whether this happens for better or for worse, hinges on what you can choose to pour into the space between. So as you consciously co-create safety in the ship, I want you to consider the acronym COACH. We talk about the crash state, and now we want to talk about the cold state. Now, the cold state is when the space between is calm and soothing, is peaceful, there's tranquility. It's a place of quiet rest where, where one is eager to run to and not to run away from. It's a haven from the harshness of the world, free from negativity of criticism, shaming, or blaming. And the state is a state of being open, where there's transparency, where there's trust. It's not contaminated by lies or deceit or secrets. There's no lack of integrity. The coach state is one where there's an awareness of each other, of your partners and their relationship needs, where both of you are seen, heard, cherished, and celebrated, where both the magnificence and the vulnerability are welcome. A space where there is give and take, you know, creation of a space where you can freely share your worries, your frustrations and disappointments, as well as your joys and as well as all, all, all the things that actually make you feel so happy, so excited. You can share your deepest thoughts and feelings without fear of being censored or judged or criticized. Now, the cold state is that of connectedness, a space where there is rapport, where the two of you are allies, like, like two sides of the same coin. Your partner knows that you've got their back, and you also know that they've got your back. You know, you, you know you're not like those two railway tracks that you spoke about that run for thousands of miles, but they are parallel and not connected. Here, there is compassion. Here, there's empathy. Here, here is a holding space. There is a form of attunement here where each of you is physically, emotionally, and mentally present for the other. You know, no one feels isolated here. No one feels shut out. This is a holding space, a safe space. So when you think about the space between, I want you to commit then to generating safety and to be a source of safety for your partner because you are as safe as you make your partner to feel safe. You know, like two sides of the same coin, if your partner is lost, you can bet your last cent that you are also going to be lost, you know? There is no way you're going to enjoy and, and actually truly feel peace and joy and happiness when your partner is conflicted or is filled with anguish. Friends, allow me to leave you with a word of inspiration from Psalm 133, 
Behold how wonderful and pleasant it is when brothers live together in harmony. And I want to change it and say with partners, when people are in love, when married people, when spouses are living together in harmony. And it says, for harmony is as precious as the anointing oil that was poured over Aaron's head, that ran down his beard and onto the border of his robe. Harmony is as refreshing as the dew from Mount Hermon that falls on the mountains of Zion. And there the Lord has pronounced his blessing, even life everlasting. So if it is at all possible, as long as it depends upon you, I want you to consider living at peace with your partner by co-creating a safe space that is in between. And in between where there is love and joy and peace and tranquility. A holding space where there is attunement, where there is openness, where there is transparency. My friend, it is possible. And I want you to know that we are praying for you and wish you love, safety and connection in your relationship. Talk to you in the next episode.